Hello and welcome to Anchored. Ooh, ooh, yes, I'm your host, Mona Kay, and I'm doing so much better than I was last week. So let's get right into it. If you have been like an avid listener of us, welcome back. And we are doing a second a part for prayer. And if you're new, we are doing the foundation series that is basically giving us sort of like a strong base on how to build a relationship with God, right? So we spoke on the Bible series. We spoke, uh, we had a Bible series, spoke on the Bible, its importance, and yada yada. And now we're doing prayer. Last week we spoke on how prayer does not have an exact formula of how you're going to pray. Although the Bible does say that, um, um, Jesus does say, don't just be uttering um, foolish phrases. It's not a New Testament, I'm sure. I'm, I will check the verse for you and I'll post it up in the bio. Um, don't just utter you know, phrases and just repetitive things that oh father god oh father god oh father god yeah that won't work that won't fly you don't need to be writing long compositions unless it's really coming from your heart and you also really need to be pray, praying consistently and continually like Paul said there's also suggested um, positions that you can pray from on your knees standing um lying prostate with your hands up in the air with your eyes closed you know these are just really you know nudged suggestions okay but whether we kneel or stand before god whether we lift up our hands heavenward or our eyes closed so that you can better focus on god it's not the posture of the body that you need is important but it's the position of the heart remember Proverbs 4 verse 23 says god your heart from everything you do flows from it so when you pray your heart needs to be checked what what position is your heart in are you strong in your feelings are you, are, are your emotions involved are your feelings there for last do you have anger or not are you unforgiving um have you just been indulging way too much in those um late night pizza trash so your flesh is just like of a new on flick that week do you are you bowed down in aggravation? Um, do you have gratitude and humility and stuff like that, right? Because God, His eyes are open and His ears are attentive to the prayers of His people. That's 2 Chronicles 6, um, verse 40. So, what is going on in your heart is really important because that is what you smell out when you're praying to God. Now, even though you might say the words like, Lord, forgive me, and what not, if you're still holding on to someone else's forgiveness, God is going to see that because He looks at them. And not what you say. So we're just gonna I'm just gonna be camped out in um in Psalm 51, which shows which shows some essential heart pieces that we can draw us uh closer to God when we receive forgiveness. Okay, so we're gonna just here's an example of some of the heart pieces that you need to have. We have medium heart, a submissive heart, an expected heart and a restored heart. Now this Psalm 51 is um a particularly scandalous one because it was written by um, King David after his Bathsheba episode. You remember that? Yeah. So the prophet Nathan just came through and was like, dude, what you did was uber wrong. You were a whole king. You were a man close to God's heart. What you did was wrong. And um, most scholars um, say attribute this to to him and say that it was after he'd gone to Bathsheba. Now, so we're just gonna go maybe verse by verse, and then you can just sort of see what we mean by heart posture. This is just an example, guys. I'm not saying you must always have like a meager heart. You could have a joyful heart. You can have. It depends with the season you're in. But this is just like um, when you're going through, when you're asking God for forgiveness, when you're, be, when you're doing a penitent prayer. Um, so number one, there's a needy heart. 
So you would see that from verse 1 to 2, he says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion. Blot out my transgression. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. This is, he realizes that he needs forgiveness. He has sinned and he knows he needs forgiveness directly from God. So you can hear that his heart is, is needy. And then, Verse 3 says, For I know my transgression, and my sin is always before me. He's submissive. He knows that he has sinned. Okay? He continues to seek God, and knowing that he, the sin was a barrier in his heart, it was causing him to stumble. Pride didn't justify the sin of Bathsheba, but his posture of his heart became humble and submissive to, to God. Through confessing his sin, he's putting himself in the position for like a heart cleansing. That's why it's called create in me a clean heart, O oh God. So he, he has a need for forgiveness and is submitting and confessing his sin before the Lord. That's a submissive heart. But once 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 he has he has confessed, you know now you need to be expectant. You know God will forgive you. So you need to have an expectant heart. That's why he continues to say in verse 18, um, um uh oh my word. Uh sorry guys. Yeah. So he says, um once his relationship with God was restored, he became expectant that God would use him. Okay. Um, God, then he says, then I will teach transgressors your ways and your sinners would turn back to you. When you, when you have received forgiveness from God, you move forward. Okay. Don't keep hammering it on and on and on. Like God, forgive me. God, forgive me. And you're stuck in that place. You need to have an expected heart that's, that really just like I am expecting God has forgiven me and that he has pour, poured his loving mercy upon me, right? Then you also need to have an obedient heart. You need to know, um, create in me a pure heart, God, and renew a steadfast spirit with me. The only way that God can renew a steadfast, steadfast spirit within you is if you are open to having things cut off you get it you need to be obedient if he says stop doing this you need to stop it if he says you need to let this go you need to let it go i remember when he when um but she was pre pregnant the first baby died and david had been in a constant state of prayer when he heard that the kid was that he just stood up and went he, he, that was like he was told, stop mourning, stop it. And then he stopped. That's an ex that's an obedient heart. You need to be then able to listen to God and to just hear what he is saying in your moment of prayer. What is he telling you? You need to have an obedient heart. What are you expecting? When you're, when you're doing that prayer for your driver's license, what are you expecting? Are you expecting for God to listen to you and just open the doors for you? Or are you expecting for the prayer not to work? An expectant heart is very important. Then you need a restored heart when you're doing a forgiveness prayer. Okay? A, a, a restored heart is you know, you're no longer restless from the burden of unconf unconfessed sin, but you start praising God for the restoration of your relationship with him. Um, that's when he says, um, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. A broken spirit and a contrite heart, oh God, you do not despise. This this dude here was was like you know what my heart has been healed my heart has been saved and I'm quite happy. So what are the five essentials of heart posture when you're doing a forgiveness prayer? A needy heart, have mercy on me, O oh God. A submissive heart, wash me and I'll be whiter than snow. An obedient heart, creating me a pure heart, O oh God. An expectant heart, 
Then I'll teach transgressors your way. Huh? Then I'll, I'll teach transgressors your way. A restored heart. Oh God, you do not despise. You do not despise. Right? I will delight in the right sacrifices. And booze will be offered on your altar. So in each prayer that you do, you need to make sure that your heart position is the correct one with whatever type of prayer that you're doing. If you're doing a forgiveness prayer, your heart should be humble. Your heart should be expectant. Your heart should be obedient. But your heart should also praise God for his loving mercy and kindness. If it's a it's a praise prayer, your heart needs to be joyful. Your heart needs to be worshipful. Your heart needs to be bold. Okay, when it's a request thing, you know when it says, come boldly before the throne of grace, it means you should not have any fear when you're coming through. So, guys, that was just an example of how you should be looking at your heart, okay, through every prayer that you do. I'm really hoping that you got something from this prayer series because that was that, that was the end. If you need more examples of the types of of prayer, then hit me up in my inbox. If you don't have it, ha <laughs> sorry. See you guys next week, and we're gonna be starting a new series. I love you guys so much. Remember to subscribe and share, share, share.